Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome and thank you for joining us today on our next uh, show we have going with Let's Talk Adoption. We have a great show lined up for you. Uh, I'd like to invite you to sign up for our weekly email reminder also. You can get right in your inbox uh, about the upcoming shows we have. It'll be a free reminder. It's on the left side of our site at letstalkadoption.com. It's free and it's easy to sign up for. And uh, also remind you, too, there are lots of resources on our site lots of links and you can also order um, copies of these program CDs we'll soon have some for downloadable for iPod and um, so we're hoping that you'll enjoy that too remember to send your questions to me at info at letstalkadoption.com creating a life book why is it important what is it and what are they used for uh, today we have Carrie Kitsy and uh, uh, Carrie you're on the show today uh, you were in last week um, we're so glad to have you back Oh, thank you. And you're the, the, the adoptive parent of two wonderful daughters. They're bo- both born in China, adopted separately, right? Yes. And uh, you and your husband, did you both travel over there to? Yeah, we did. You did. And you are also the author of uh, two great adoption books for children, uh, We See the Moon and I Don't Have Your Eyes. Um, so we're going to share on where you can find those. I know you do a lot with Amazon and uh, also through your site, too. But uh, we're so glad last week you were with us and we talked a little bit about when to tell and how to tell your children about adoption and the importance of that, especially for international children. And today we're going to talk about life books. You know, um, tell me a little bit about, you know, I know what life book is, but a lot of people get confused because some people will do life books when they're trying to adopt um, they have to do a little history of themselves with photographs and things like that. This is not what we're talking about. No. What is a life book? A life book is it's a book about your child mm-hmm. from their perspective from birth. Mm-hmm. So a scrapbook is what a lot of adoption, adoptive parents do, which talk about the adoption journey, all the paperwork that they filled out, all the, you know, the emotional moments that they went through sitting in the rocking chair waiting for their baby. That's really not part of a life book. That's part of a scrapbook. A life book always starts with the child's birth. It talks about the birth mother and birth father. It discusses the reasons why, why the child was placed for adoption. And the life book pages, this is really important, they revolve around information, not pictures. Mm-hmm. And a scrapbook generally revolves around images. Mm-hmm. The other piece that's different about a life book is that it's really private. And scrapbooks are shared. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different, too. And, you know, we're going to talk about if your child is, is, is in foster care, because foster parents also do life books, and right. uh, parents of children um, born in other countries that may not have a lot of information. Um, you know, we're going to talk share a little bit about that, too. But um, why do you think it's important to create one of these? Because a lot of people are saying, I can hear them saying, well, I'm not a writer. I, you know, I can't do this. Or, why, why is it important to do this for our children? Well, for our children, if they're forming their own identities, what's really important is for them to have an understanding of the story of who they are. And what better way to do that than to write a book about them? Mm -hmm. So it is the story of me basically being the adoptive child and the things that happened to them along the way Mm -hmm. to end up where they are today. And a lot of the things that will have happened to them in their past will impact who they are in the future. So it's a way to tie those pieces together and connect the dots, so to speak, for Mm -hmm. the child. And it really can be many different things. So I don't want to discourage people. I mean, you're you're an author, and I'm an author, and um, these are important. But we have people that are doing these every day that are very, um, uh, you know, 
average, you know, they don't write all the time. Uh, they don't journal, and they can still do this, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There's some great resources out there for um, for parents who are um, writing phobic. Um, the first life book I ever did for my littlest daughter was a picture book, mm-hmm. and basically all it had in it, I know I just talked about information, but the information mm-hmm. is around this. Yeah. We have all the pictures of the places that she was before she came to us. We had pictures mm-hmm. of the orphanage. We have pictures of the area in China that she's from. We have pictures of the caregiving staff. We have pictures of where her abandonment site was. Right. These are all interwoven into a book with pictures, the earliest pictures that we have of her. You know, all of the pieces of information that we have, I put it into this pretty little book with a glue stick and some squares of colored paper uh-huh. and dropped it in little top-loading sleeves, and that became a book that we would look at at night before we went to bed. And the sleeves are important because little fingers and they get worn Absolutely. and torn. And also don't use the only copy that you have. Right, yes, yes, color <laughs> copy. Piece of advice all the way through with life books, don't use yeah. the only copy that you have. Yeah. But what we did is we would start to tell her story. And we would start when she was very little. Oh, look, here's a baby. That's you. Mm-hmm. This is where you live. This mm-hmm. is the orphanage. Mm-hmm. These are the people who cared for you. You can see how the story is very simple. Right. And then as she grows, you start to fill in the story around the pictures. And as she has questions, you can turn to that page and give more detail about that as you know it. Mm-hmm. Then what I've done is I've grown to the next book, which has words in it. So and she has more than daughter, one. Yeah, she has my more older one. daughter now has a book like that. I see. And what we've done is we've, it's a very simple book, and our solution, is, and again, everybody ha- approaches this a little bit different, and there's no right or wrong answer to this. I think mm-hmm. the most important thing is to do it. But what we did is we did something on the computer, and I worked with her. So for us, when she turned six and she was really starting to understand a little bit more about herself and how she came to be where she is, that's when we went back in and we started to fill in the pieces. Mm-hmm. And for her life story, it starts. We have a copy sitting right here. Mm-hmm. I was born in China one day in May. May 6, 1998 is the birthday I was given. It was a Wednesday. On that day, it was a typical day in China. It rained during the day and was 72 degrees. The rice had been planted and had started to grow. Mm-hmm. So what I've done here on this page now is I've already introduced to her the fact that She's got a birthday we don't know is certain. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal for kids right? when they figure that out because they've been celebrating this day and they assumed everybody, you know, is born. Yes. That's the day I've been given as a birthday. But what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So for her, her birthday is unknown. So we end up celebrating the birthday week. I think she lucked out here on this one. Right. And you went back and probably did the research on to see what day that would have been. I did. <clears throat> because yeah. when children are born into a family, there's always stories about running to the hospital and forgetting the suitcase, and there's lots of little details. And we can give those little details to our children. If we travel to a foreign country to adopt, there are, there are the way things feel, if it's humid and sticky, mm-hmm. if, it, if there are certain smells, like when the rice crops were burning off when we adopted my second daughter, the smoke hung in the air, and it was just like you chewed the air as you breathed. And you can you know, get that offline because you can go, uh, you can go to, to uh, sites that have information on what happened in that year and that month. And There's a good site mm-hmm. called weatherunderground.com. Uh-huh. How and do you, you spell that? You can type in the, the, the city and get a general idea of what the weather was like. Okay, so weather, like to spell weather. Okay, So good. that gives you, you know, you're able to give some detailed information. And that stuff for kids is huge. Yes. To have, you know, those are concrete facts for them. Well, it's drawing a picture in their mind of it wasn't a sunny day, it was a rainy season, or it was a rainy day, or it's snowing. Or, right. And I know with my son, the one story I did pick up from his birth mother is that 
uh, she was in a small house with her her mother and uh, that he was in a little cradle and it was very cold they had one wood burning stove and she put the blanket over his bassinet and she shared that with me and well later on I found that when he got real fussy sometimes if I would just uh, I, I was exasperation one day I threw the little blanket up in the air and it landed over the top of his little car seat and he went right to sleep and I thought he doesn't like the visual stimulation and so he had plenty of air around him, but then I realized later on, and so I shared that story with him, is that your birth mother shared with me. She that put was you in the bassinet. Exactly. So for right. him, he recalls that even before he was five weeks old. So it's good you find that information out. So the stories, um, that really helps. So share a little bit more about what you have in there, too. Well, they're clues, and I think anything that we can do for clues is really important. The other thing that I think is really important to do with a life book is to remember that it's not the parent's story. And the feelings that we have about what's happened to our children, we have to check at the door. Uh-huh. This is our kids' book, and uh-huh. this is a book that they need to allow their feelings in. So what I often do is I add areas of questions. I have places to draw pictures. You know, it gets the child to interact with the information in the book. Yeah. So um, we talked a little bit in her book about where, you know, where she comes from, the birds and the bees kind of thing in a simple way. And it was before I was born, I grew in a special place inside a woman. That person is my birth mother. She gave me my birthday. So see, now there's two people who know when we were born, right? right. Uh-huh. A, you, there were two people we are certain who were there. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave me my looks. We probably have the same skin color, hair color, and eye color. I don't know her, and yet maybe I do. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she likes to draw or likes horses as much as I do. Mm-hmm. This is what I think she looks like. Mm-hmm. And then we've drawn pictures. Mm-hmm. And we go back and look at this book probably once a year. Mm-hmm. There seems to be something that makes us want to go back and take a look at it. And then we redraw pictures, and we go through and re-answer questions. And I think that what I did with our son uh, on, on his uh, chosen day is to go back and look at the photographs and look all of the paperwork we have to and celebrate that day right. and let him re-have that experience and, and you know his, his birth mother's handwriting so he could see that and her oh, signature and the information. Anything I had, I mean, I have his first prescription uh, you know, they had his name with his his biological name on it. And that may sound silly to some people, but I wanted everything. Every letter she gave me, every every little postcard stamp, um, I kept everything because I think it's very important to put that in a memory, you know, box. Well, that's so, huge so for the children. It's mm-hmm. a connection. Yeah. And it's even a connection boys. to a piece of them, absolutely. Yeah, even when they're, they're older. And I probably won't give it to him till he's married and settled in, but he knows it's at the house and it's uh, it's in the safe and it's safe for him. But he, we can take it out any time and look at it. But it's private, see? I don't want anybody else seeing that, as you mentioned, too. These, uh, they can be collages and computers. They can be picture books. I know that uh, WinkFlash.com on the site, uh, WinkFlash.com has a place on there uh, that you can actually build a book on on that page of photographs if you do have them or other text, and they're pretty reasonable. They're under $30. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some some places you can do that, yeah. Yeah. So so, um, you had the collages in there. And I think, you know, we're talking about adoptive parents. When you say you've got to check your own feelings regarding that, give us some examples of things not to include for your children's life. Well, you, you, you don't want to include your feelings about what happened to your child. Yes. I mean, I know for me it's very difficult for me to understand somebody giving up a child and abandoning a child. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to allow my children to come up with how that makes them feel. Right. It's not my feelings that are important here. It's theirs. Yeah. When do you start this? When is the best time to start a life book? Well, when I did the baby life books, they were small, mm-hmm. you know, two or three. They're just picture books, and they're actually kind of fun because everyone wants to hear their own story. Mm-hmm. Little kids especially love their mm-hmm. own story. Yes. 
when my oldest daughter was about six, and I'm just about ready to start for my second daughter um, to do their, their one with words, the big white book, um, when she was about six, she started to understand that to get the family she had, she had to lose one. Yes. And some of the feelings and the understandings and awareness of what adoption really means were starting to come to her. So that became a good time for us to sit down and, you know, give the facts as we know them. So I became just the facts, Mm ma'am. And I think is it all, you know, go ahead. And she brought in the feelings. And I think, too, uh, my daughter, um, I let her read my journal um, uh, through the whole process before she was born. And I think it was really important. uh, And now that she's older, she's a teenager. She likes to go back because I knew she'd read this. So I wrote it with my feelings, but also toward her saying, I know very soon you'll be here in my arms. I'm so excited about that because I want the children to know how cherished and how how much I, I love them. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in our busyness and we don't take the time to really write these things down. Don't you find that true? I do. I find that true. And especially if you're a waiting family, now is the time to get some of that down and to spend yeah. a little time. Because once a baby is in your house, i got to tell you, you just, <laughs> you'll have no time. Yeah. And I know one of the little things I have in there, she goes, Mom, here's my little hair taped onto this page. I said I didn't have much more time. And I might put down first tooth cut on such and such a date, and that was all I had time to do. But right. I got it down. Right. And so I think, uh, you know, do what you can. But this is a fun thing to take on vacation. It's a fun thing if you have to go over to uh, maybe uh, in-laws or outlaws or home and, and you, you have a little extra time, take a bag and uh, kind of take this to work on. And I find that um, that little downtime sometimes are good times just to journal. Well, um, the other thing that a life book is, and I think this is really important too, it's a real therapeutic tool. Yes. You know, uh-huh. it allows... A mom and a child, or a dad, because sometimes dads do these. I don't want to let the dads out of here. But it, it allows a parent and a child to connect on a deeper level and to share an understanding. And mm-hmm. that is really huge. Right. So the life book, yeah, it's about getting a book made, but it's more than that. It's yeah. about connecting with your children. Exactly. Really important. We're going to take a quick break here, and uh, when we come back, we're going to be sharing more with our listeners on creating life books with your children, why it's important. And uh, we've got uh, a lot more to share with you, so we'll be right back after this quick break. children deserve a home, and Lifetime Adoption wants to help those children find a home. If you're starting to explore adoption, Lifetime can help you learn more and find the resources you need. Lifetime has been committed to supporting birth families and helping children for nearly 20 years. They offer guidance and encouragement during and after your pregnancy. At Lifetime, open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family, Choose how much contact you want and choose how you want the adoption to happen. The choice is up to you. Lifetime is known for their caring and genuine concern for the birth mother's well-being before and after adoption. They're able to provide adoption services to prospective adoptive families and birth parents from all over the nation. And Lifetime provides you with a 24-hour hotline for support and guidance. To find out more information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com. Give the gift of your home to a deserving child. Call 800-923-6784. Well, 
Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell, and it's a pleasure to be with you today again. And before the break, we were talking a little bit with our guest, Carrie Kitsy. Um, she has created two wonderful books. Um, I want to mention again that you might want to pick up as Christmas gifts um, for anybody you know that is thinking about adopting um, or has children already. The first book is We See the Moon, and the second one is I Don't Have Your Eyes. And they're available at EMK Press, emkpress.com. And um, Carrie, you're working on some additional books too right now. I am, and we actually have a parent book that came out um, just a couple of months ago called Adoption Parenting, Creating a Toolbox, Building Connections. It's about 500 pages of, it's like the what if, like if if I was um, what to expect when you're right. expecting books, you know, those things. Yes. And except it's all for adoption. That's it's adoption great. related. So all the advice has the overlay of understanding, the extra layer of loss that our children contend with. And, you know, everything is kind of talked about how to deal with sleep issues, food issues, um, discipline, mm-hmm. you know, some of those kinds of issues, learning issues in school. Some of the times our children come from um, not the most optimum beginnings. And how do we help them be the best? Um, adults that they can be as they grow up. And this book will help us to do that. And you also have on your site um, a downloadable, it's My Experiences with Life books. Yes, Um, I do. And so I want to make sure people know that at uh, emkpress.com to go there and you can download this wonderful, it talks about life books and scrapbooks and and who needs them and what you have personally done. So there's a lot of information. If you are if you like to read and have something in your hand, this will really help you too. Right, so. and there's a couple samples of things that we've been talking about today. You just click the Parent Resources button on our homepage. Okay, so that'll I'll be great. right there. Super. And um, so you'll have everything there when you need it too. So before we left um, for break, we were talking about, you know, a little bit what have you done with your daughters. What other things have you done? Because your daughters are, are six and eight. Um you start early with them, and as they grow, you're doing age-appropriate uh, work in the life book. So they just keep growing, or do you actually create two different books? Oh, they just keep growing. Mm-hmm. Like a, a spiral binder? A you know, it, when, I give, when I give seminars on this, I, I always ask how many people know about a life book, and almost everybody has their hand in the air. And then I ask how many people, you know, have actually done one, and mm-hmm. like three people put their hands up. Yeah. And then for the people who've already done one, I, I say, well, I, I have to break it to you, but, you know, you're not going to be done with just one. The, the, the thing about a life book is if you do it simply, it's an, it's an evolving story. Mm-hmm. Our children are on a journey of understanding. And this, this narrative, which is their own personal narrative, is something that will be evolving and changing. Right. I know one of my troubles when I first started doing a life book was, because I'm a writer, I was trying to figure out the words that would get me from 4-year-old to 15. Yes. Uh-huh. They're not the same. They're not. So you just keep adding to it and putting it under plastic and putting it in this, this nice binder. I mean, it's a, I hate to say binder, but it's a, is it three ring? Is that what you You can do a binder. I've used top-loaded sheets from Staples uh-huh. that are clear that you just yes. drop things in. You know, and then it becomes something that you store on your computer and you just print out a new version. And yeah. you save the old one because it's very interesting to see where you used to be. Yeah, and I want to share something that happened to us a few years ago. Um, I tend to keep everything for our families, all the adoptions I've been doing for 20 years. And uh, we had a family that had a tornado, and they lost everything. And they called and said, help, I hope you have some photographs, because their birth families had been sending them beautiful gifts. And actually, a gold medal, the birth father had won in a race. And uh, we were able to reproduce even a a color copy of this medal and send everything to them that we had in their file. They were so thankful. 
Uh, not everyone can do that, but right. um, because they lost everything, their computers and all the scrapbooks and photo albums, everything was lost, and it was terrible. So yeah. I encourage people to make sure that they store it maybe on an external hard drive. That means on another site. Um, and also, don't be afraid to you know put one in a safe that might be safer in case you're in an area that is prone for some type of you know um, event that yeah, uh, fire or whatever. Uh, it'd be important too because these are things that are priceless. Um, besides right. grabbing our children, if we had a fire, uh, the photographs and this type of thing are right up there with anything valuable. That's a very good point. Um, so you talked about uh, when we had our pre-interview. You talked about working backwards with a child. Explain that concept. Oh, I'm doing that with my my second daughter because um, she's just a very different child than my first daughter. And my first daughter wanted, I think, really needed to start from birth. My other daughter sees herself. She lives very much in the present. So the life book that I'm working on with her starts with who she is today. And then we go back in time to see how she ended up there. So it's like you you just have a different, little different perspective on the chronology. You're going through and covering the same information, but you're just doing it in a little different orientation. Well, what have you done when you don't have the child's photographs of the child when when they're born or their birth parents or very little at all? That's just for foster parents, too. What do you do then in place of that? You did you talked about the children making photographs. Um, we draw we drawing, draw pictures. That's one pictures. thing. Okay, and kind of um, get an idea. And you can use um, silhouettes of people. You can use the backs of people. Mm-hmm. You can you know you can use things. You want to make sure that if you're using something that is not real or not accurate, that it is not something that your child will fixate on. Yes, you, know, exactly. you don't want to show a face of somebody so your child thinks that, you know, that face you cut out of a magazine is their birth mother. Exactly, or some movie star, and that's, exactly. that's the hard part, exactly, too. Um, you know, the power of the story, of their story, is a really tool, like you said, talking about. And do you see a difference in children that have life books and, and for children that don't have those? Well, I can, I know from going you know, teaching this in seminars and also from my own personal experience. It's huge. Mm -hmm. For a child to understand the feelings that they've got inside are okay and that they have a place that they've come from just normalizes many of the adoptive experiences for them. And it's huge. It's really huge. Mm -hmm. And you talk about, too, you can start any place. You don't have to. You know, it's so easy to get those clear plastic sleeves and drop something into them and put them into a pretty little binder. And I think having the children help with that if they're old enough to pick Absolutely. out. Absolutely, you know, kids love stickers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go to those. Go to the store and get some stickers and some colored paper. You could even write this by hand. You don't have to use a computer. The important thing to do is to sit down and work on the story. Right. You can tell the story. You know, I know people who haven't written the story down and they use an oral storytelling method. Uh-huh. Well, that's one way too. The kids do like tangible, touchy feely stuff, and right. to be able to take that book and, as my older daughter does. Stick it under your pillow and sleep on it. Right. You know, that's that's an important tool for her to have. And also, she can pull it out and read it anytime she wants to. She doesn't have to have mom's yeah. brain. And I think reminding listeners, too, to make sure you have a backup copy, because kids tend to sometimes slip those in their backpacks, take them to school, and then, you know, they don't realize those are the only ones they have, and then they leave their backpack on the bus or something, and you've lost that. So I think making copies also, kids get to a point sometimes they get angry and they want to destroy something that, yep. you know. That's another one, too. Yeah. The other thing I would like to mention, you're taking it to school is a good point. Uh-huh. There are there are things in the life book that are private. Yes. And there are things that you want to share. And by having a top-loaded one, you can Helps. pull the pages out that okay. have information on that you just don't think other people need to have. Yeah. It's well, information your child needs to have, yeah, but, but not, not other not other people. Right. We, well, we talk about the difference between private and secret. Secret is something that induces shame, and there's something bad about it. Yeah. Keeping information to yourself is not secret, that's but right. it is 
It is private. Well, again, listen, uh, as we're closing up here, be, be sure to visit the site, emkpress.com, to get more information on what we're talking about today with Carrie's books, along with lots of resources for you if you're looking at life books, too. Carrie, thank you again for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Marty. It was great to be here. Okay. Listen, I'm Marty Caldwell. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. I will see you next week. Have a wonderful week. God bless you, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.